Well, good morning, everybody. Happy Easter to you all. Look at somebody. Tell them you're glad to see them on Easter Sunday. So great to see all of you here. Welcome to Easter at Grace. And those joining us on Facebook Live and live stream, thank you for making this service a part of your day. We know you'll be blessed. Let me just remind you of things before we get started. Uh, don't forget there's a clock this coming Tuesday right here in the sanctuary. The church will be blessed by your home. And don't forget, Miss Conference coming. Uh, go and be a blessing. Or go and let that meeting be a blessing to you. Mark your calendar. Amen. Amen. God bless you today. Just stand with me. I mentioned to the adult class this morning that uh, we Christianity is the only religion of our leader. We can take you to the grave, but it's empty. And um, I, I appreciate the fact that Jesus is alive, that he rose from the dead. But we read today in the book of Revelation, it's not only that he's alive, it's that he has complete victory and triumph over death and hell. And to me, that's what makes the Easter story the Easter story, that we have life today, and we have the power of the resurrection available to us to be um, to, to fellowship with Jesus and the power of his resurrection. I'm thankful today that our leader is all-powerful. I'm thankful that in his name, all power in heaven and earth belong. Would you celebrate a resurrected Christ today and a powerful, powerful Christ today? God bless you.
serve a risen Savior this morning. God, we bless you. We thank you for 2,000 years ago whenever you walked out of that tomb, God.
that we can say, death, where is your victory? Oh, grave, where is your victory? For the sting of sin results in death. But God gave us victory this morning, so we worship you, King. And every victory is yours.
I think it would be in order right now one more time to just lift our voices, clap our hands, and rejoice for our risen Savior. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Come on, Grace Church. That sounds good. One more time. Clap your hands. Come on. He's alive today. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Thank you, praise team, for ushering us into the presence of God. And um, I know today all of you feel that presence of the Lord here. We're not done. We're going to continue worshiping the Lord here in just a moment. And it is my privilege to introduce to you our JV worship team. And, uh, you know, here at Grace Church, we are a vibrant community of believers. Uh, there's a lot of great things happening around here. We, we believe in passion and worship. We believe in serving Jesus Christ. We believe in serving our community. And one of the most vibrant, one of the most passionate aspects of our church is our youth group, our student group. We've put together uh, a, a JV worship team, uh, but the musicians, the singers, all, all working very hard. And uh, it's not just the next generation of worship leaders. It's, it's the worship leaders today. And so they're with them as they sing about Jesus Christ. Would you do that with me? Make them welcome by clapping your hands. God bless you, JV worship team.
Let's stand and clap our hands, everybody, all across the building. If you're excited that he is risen from the dead, would you express your appreciation and excitement tonight? Hallelujah. Let's praise the Lord. Let's praise him today. Hallelujah. God, we worship you. God, we worship you. God, we worship you. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank the Lord, thank the Lord. It's great to see everybody here already to be in the presence of the Lord, to be in the house of the Lord, but we're not quite done yet. Thank the Lord. We have some more news to share about the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank the Lord, thank the Lord. To all of our guests here today, welcome. We're so glad you're here. Thank you so much for coming and worshiping the Lord with us on this wonderful Easter Sunday morning. And uh, God bless you. And uh, we're here today. It's been phenomenal. And uh, thank you, praise team, JV team, for taking us to the throne of grace here today. I want to call your attention to Matthew chapter 28. I'm preaching an Easter message today, but not really. What I'm saying is I would preach this anyway. It doesn't matter what Sunday it is, but it just so happens to be about the resurrection. And I say that because I celebrate. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord. Matthew chapter 28, verse 1. In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. Notice this. Behold, there was a great earthquake. Would that get your attention or what? It sure would. But it didn't bother them. They stayed right there. There was a great earthquake. For the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and and came and rolled back the stone and his raiment white as snow. Would that get anybody's attention? I think by now I'm saying I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving here today. No earthquake's going to run me off. None of this stuff. I've got to see what's going to happen. And for fear of him, the keepers, the Roman soldiers that were guarding the tomb, did shake and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not ye, for I know that you seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here. He And go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you into Galilee, and there you shall see him. Lo, I have told you. 
And they departed quickly from the sepulcher with fear and great joy and did run to bring his disciples' word. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, All hail! And they came and beheld him uh, by, and held him by the feet and worshipped him and anointed powerful passage of Scripture. Amen. This is the reason we're here today. This is the reason we can be here today. Thank the Lord. I want to preach to you for a little while today. The stone is gone. The stone is gone. Everybody clap your hands to the Lord today. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord. Thank you and your patience for standing. You may be seated. The picture presented to us in this scripture reading is, of course, the picture of that very first Easter. Faith to believe the angel's message. It could have been that a risen Jesus could have appeared to them later, and then that would have also have been visible proof that he was risen. Both were possibilities. But today, I want you to understand clearly that God is perfect in how he does things. And therefore, we must take note of what God shows us on this first scriptural resurrection morning. The lessons in this we can experience what some may call a parallel resurrection experience. Not only did it happen then, but it's happening in me right now as I read this, as I study this, I get excited. This was a pretty cool thing, you have to admit. Jesus didn't need fireworks. He didn't need lights and a sound system. He didn't need all the modern technology. All he needed was an earthquake and an angel, and it got their attention. Everybody said moved from the entrance of the tomb had to be removed. It had to be removed. The stone that was there, that was put there, had to be removed. I don't believe it had to be removed to let Jesus out. I've said that over and over for a number of years. It didn't have to be removed to let him out. It had to be removed to let the disciples and these women in, it had to be removed to let us in, but there's another lesson that I want to preach to you for a little while this morning about the, for the stone to be removed, not just because it was Resurrection Sunday, if you will, it had to be removed for a new era to dawn on mankind. It had to be removed so that man could know for. It had to be removed so some things could be done away with to bring in something far greater. Hallelujah. For that stone represented the old calcified law written on tables of stone, and it was this Christ, and from that we are introduced to the grace of God. No longer under the stone of law, no longer behind the stone of law. Now there was a free flowing grace and power of God that could flow through the lives of people and be made manifest in the lives of people. You and I know here today that there's 
There's a big difference between how a man sees a thing and how a woman sees. <laughs> I dare say that most women are more detailed in how they see things and how they say things. There's these typical phrases that have heard that are heard often that are attributed to the lady folks that says, you women talk too much. Or women tend to go on and on. The truth of the matter, the reality of the matter, is that women are just simply more detailed than men are. Painting a very broad stroke, but you get the point. Ordained, remember God does all things perfect. He ordained that women would be the first to witness the resurrection and the empty tomb. Why? Because they talk too much. Why? Because they go on and on. We wouldn't have half the story about the resurrection had it been left up to men. I thank God that God chose it that way, that God ordained it that way, that he let a woman, that he let women come and see that empty tomb and you go take. And I can just imagine them poor disciples. Could you just slow down just a little bit? Just calm down, calm down. But when this happens to you, you can't calm down. When this happens to you like it happened to them, you don't have enough words to explain. You walk up to a grave, a tomb, a sepulcher and the earth starts to shake and a lightning he's not here he's risen and I'm sure Mary Magdalene and the other Mary had that genuine emoji expression on their face their eyes as big as sauce as Bunch and Bree says and they don't know what to do they don't know what to think they don't know where to go they just stand there mesmerized but when reality sets in on them they say oh my goodness we've got a story to tell and I'm doing my best to tell you the same story. As Brother Dave said, we're the only group of religious people on this planet that serves a God that's not dead. I said that ought to resonate with somebody. Yes, it was a woman that told the story, but it's true. And she didn't embellish. She can't embellish. You don't exaggerate an event like this one. Oh, glory. Can you imagine if Thomas were at the tomb that morning? His response might have been something like this. Well, I'm pretty sure the tomb was empty. I mean, I didn't look everywhere, but body of Jesus might have been stashed away in a corner somewhere. I don't know. Dear, quick-tempered Peter, he might have said, look, all I know was I saw an angel. He spoke to me, and that was it. I didn't have time to go and check things out. What about Matthew, the IRS guy, the tax collector? I can hear him say, oh, no, once I was told that tomb was empty, I thought about the financial liability and the accountability of being the one blamed for emptying the tomb, so I didn't even go look inside. But you get a woman out there 
and they're going to hang around till the last minute. I'm surprised Mary Magdalene, we got to lock the place up and put it back like we found it. It did take an earthquake. It did take lightning, and it did take angels to really get their attention. The women, not only were they going into the tomb, but they were going to anoint the head and feet of Jesus today. You can probably understand why God ordained that women be the first in the tomb. A woman, the more delicate vessel, is prone to being more motherly and caring. After all, they did come to the tomb carrying spices to anoint the rings of Jesus. I want everybody to listen. They had come to anoint what remained. This is a serious issue in the local church today. There are many who desire to anoint the dead thing. I could stop and preach here a long time, but I need to keep going. Only when you realize that it's no longer there can you move on and embrace the new thing. There are far too many people dressing and nursing old wounds rather than seeing an empty tomb. They were going to take care to address the wounds of his body. There are far too many people dressing and nursing old wounds rather than seeing that the tomb is empty. They had spent an entire night, perhaps even an entire day, preparing these spices to present a new aroma to the dead body of Jesus. They wanted to make something dead smell sweet. And that's not the will of God. That's not the will of God. Not in this case. Can I tell you that the dead things, those things in your past, those things that ought to be in your past, will never smell them. What is time to happen in the lives of men and women here today is to realize that something was dead in your life. Something died in your life a long time ago. Even if you want church from way back in the day. Even if you have old hurts from way back in the day. Don't come to anoint that. It doesn't exist anymore. It's not there anymore. You're coming to an empty space. There's somewhere else that you need to move on to. Amen. The Bible said in John 20, so they ran both together, Peter and John. And the other disciple would be John, did outrun Peter. And looking in, saw the linen clothes lying and went not in. Then cometh Simon Peter following him and went into the sepulcher and seeth the linen clothes lie and the napkin that was about his head, not lying with the linen clothes, but wrapped together in that tomb. No longer was a bloody, beaten body of Christ in that tomb. No, the stone had been removed, revealing an empty place, revealing an empty place. Yes, the linen represents the priestly garment, but it also represents the last thing that man placed on him.
there's so many lessons in this today, but I, I have to keep moving. I respect and honor the typology here. They've touched the priesthood. They wrapped him in linen, and they, come, they came to anoint a ministry, a dead ministry, the Old Testament law. They didn't understand that then, but we understand it now. And so they wrapped him, and this was the last thing that men put on him. He wasn't the priest anymore. He was God, manifest in the flesh, resurrected from the dead. Only God can do that. There was never a priest in their history that resurrected himself from the dead because only God can do that. And so when he came up out of that tomb, he didn't no longer serve that role. He was the priest sacrificed. He was the lamb sacrificed. But now he is resurrected king of kings and lord of lords. Let me preach to somebody today. The stone, the stone is gone and if you would give to God your past and your hurts and your wounds they could be gone today as well oh yes they can Jesus left an empty space when they came to the tomb what they were looking for was left over from yesterday what they found was left over from yesterday what they found was a reminder of the hurt and tragedy and heartbreak and heartache from yesterday but that scenario was not in existence anymore when Jesus resurrected he left the wrappings that man had put on him he left them there, and he needs somebody to get this point. Whatever was last placed on you by your family, by your friends, by fellow workers, or even yourself, do not keep it on you. Leave it behind. Fold it up and pack it away for good. No longer need what people have placed on you. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and say it, but pastor, I was hurt a long time ago. I was wounded a long time ago. A preacher offended me. A church member hurt me. All of these stories, and we've heard them, and I respect them. But I want to preach to somebody today. You're chasing an empty place because those things they're not there anymore. You're still wanting to anoint the wrapping of what man put on you. You're still wanting to anoint and somehow bless and somehow justify what somebody did to you a long time ago. Jesus left those garments behind. He's leaving all of that behind. And he's coming out victorious and powerful and alive forevermore, never to die again. I'm preaching to somebody here today. The stone is gone. If you You'll let it go. Jesus let it go a long time ago. Hallelujah. So whatever people have said about you, pack it away. Whatever people have done to you, pack it away. Because of the empty space that Jesus left behind, there can be a new you, an emerging you, a transformed you that has no need for what has been placed. I want to say this and 
I want to say it real carefully, and I don't want to be disrespectful in any way, shape, or form. Jesus left all those burial clothes behind. I don't know what he was wearing when he came out of the grave. Everything they buried him in, he left it behind. And God has the ability to work a work in everybody here today to take all of your past, all of it, all of it, all of it, and empower you to what was placed on you was for your burial, your water baptism. Now that Easter Sunday is here, your resting place, your resting place has become a resurrection place. The old you is no longer there. God has raised a new creation. Behold, all old things are passed away and all things are made new. Be sure that when they come to find the old you, they find the empty place of the old you. I came looking for a hurt so-and-so. I came looking for a wounded so-and-more. Why? Because they experienced their own personal resurrection. It's interesting to me that the angel said, go quickly. Don't tarry here. Don't stay here. This isn't a place to memorialize. Even though we do, we only memorialize it to prove and to show and to preach and to testify that it's empty. If you're coming to find Jesus, you're not going to find him there. I'm going to show you in a minute where you're going to find him. But at this point, you're not going to find him there. You can't go back to some old thing that's happened in your life and expect to find Jesus still there. We'll show you that. But he told them to go quickly. Time is of the essence. Listen, when God brings about a mighty change, a new beginning, what you do next is of crucial essence. There's no time to stand around and wonder what happened. No time to decide if you like the empty tomb. No time to investigate the clothing that he left behind. Fear not ye, for I know that you seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here. If that's what you're looking for, you're not going to find him here. You're going to have to go somewhere else. We'll get to that point in just a moment. I have a phrase for Grace Church here today. You've heard it a few times this year in preaching and in other ways. The angel just simply told the women, don't keep this to yourself. Go tell somebody. So they left the tomb. I believe their attitude, we're going to find John and Thomas, and we're going to find all of the disciples, we're going to find every one of them, and tell them we went to where Jesus was buried, but he's not there. Oh, God. In other words, once you witness to the fact that old things are passed away, once Jesus is risen, once the tomb is empty, once God does something new in your life, then talk about it. Talk about it. Talk about it. That's why I chose women. They'll talk about it. They'll talk about it. I've had women in this church tell me the same story ten times. I've had a man do it once or twice, but women do it more often than men do. They just can't help it. Something amazing happens in their life. Find a woman. Where is she? She's in the media booth. 
this handsome young buck up here got on one knee and proposed to Peyton. What did she do next? What did she do next? She got on Instagram. She got on Facebook. She showed a picture of the ring. They just can't help it. I wonder how many people she told. What does she do? She calls mama. She calls daddy. She calls her brothers and sisters. She calls her aunts and uncles. I don't know why y'all are looking at me like that. Some of you have done it. You tell everybody. You tell everybody. These women had a story to tell. I'm going to tell it. You and I have a story to tell today. You and I have a story to tell today. God done something beautiful in my life. God has worked mightily in my life. And I have to tell it. Gotta tell it. God has done. This is not the time to be silent. The best time to testify. It's when the healing is real and when the miracle is fresh. There's something about a woman telling the story when it just happens. Oh, yes, the details abound. The angel said, go tell, go quickly from the dead. Watch this. And behold, he goes before you into Galilee. You know why he went there? Because he knew that's where they were going. A great idea. Let's go fishing. Let's forget about all this Jesus and kingdom and all that. Let's just go fishing. He went to Galilee because he knew that's where they were going. I want to tell somebody today. It doesn't matter how far you run. And it doesn't matter how wounded you feel. It doesn't matter what happened. But wherever you choose to go with your life he's going to be there waiting on you to get there because there's no wall he won't kick down none of that he will do anything there's no lie there's nothing that he, anybody can do or say about you he went to Galilee it's because he knew that's where they were going and when they got there he was there Jesus is trying to persuade us today, even though we do it. He's trying to place of your pain. Don't park at the place where you last remember he was, or where she was, or they were. Don't park at the place where it was, but go on ahead to where it shall be. Jesus is no longer in the grave. He's risen, and Jesus is making his way to Galilee. Leave the grave behind. Conversation's over. It's a done deal. Move ahead. The stone is gone. The quickly strike while the iron's hot. If some of you uh, are stuck or struck while the iron is hot or moved when, when God told you to tell what you're feeling, when you're experiencing his presence, when he's all around you, you would be in a different place today. Sadly, too many allow the f to an empty tomb. The Bible said they departed quickly from the sepulcher with fear and great joy and did run back to give his disciples word. We know the story in Acts chapter 1. Jesus said that you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost. And in all Judea and Samaria and the othermost part of the earth. The message that these women were carrying. This message that they were to deliver to the disciples. It wasn't just merely a message for the current disciple of that day. But this would be a message that had to be told. Because it would last, start a power and unloose a power in this world. 
that the world has never experienced. Peter said the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. I want you to notice, and I'm moving quickly. In Matthew chapter 28, verse 9, the Bible said, And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them and said, All hail. It's H-A-I, and he tells them all hail. This word hail comes from a Greek word that means rejoice exceedingly and be glad. So when he saw his disciples, he saw those women, he told them to be excited, to be exceeding excited, to rejoice exceedingly. In other words, Jesus was the first Easter parade. This is a time of celebration. He's not pushing up the proverbial daisies. No, he's the rose of shit. Celebrate now. You are now relieved of the past. Welcome to a new day. All hell, everybody. Let's rejoice and be exceeding glad because he is risen. I want you to notice they fell to his feet. They fell to the place where the nail was. They fell to the place where the death sentence had been carried out because of the law. Watch this. Jesus had been ultimately accused of breaking the law. Which one? This one. When one of the Ten Commandments says, Thou shalt have no other gods before thee. Jesus pointed this out to them lest they experience what I'm going to call a setback. We have to escape the setbacks. Jesus escaped that which was in the past. They worshipped at his feet. That which had tied his feet to the consequences of the law was no longer there. He was no longer nailed to the cross. He was no longer convicted by the law. No, the nail was removed. Stone is gone. The only thing left will bear witness. I used to be under the law, but now I'm under the grace of God. If you'll stand with me here this morning. Jesus now strategically sends these women with a message. Be not afraid. Go tell my brethren that they go into Galilee. And there shall they see me. Again, I point out to you. This would be because that's where they went. Why? Because they went back to a familiar place to them. It was the wrong move. That was a setback for them. They should have, they should have obeyed the women. Go to the tomb. We know that at least two of them dealers were. They didn't go back and witness this great momentous moment. They went back to their old lifestyle. Out of all that Jesus had done all of their life, they went back to their old lifestyle. It's a setback. When Jesus changes your life, you don't go back to where you... That's a setback. It's a setback that will take you back to a very dark place. He said, no, go to Galilee. The word Galilee means circuit.
In other words, they have gone to a familiar circle or cycle. They were are prone to repeating their past. Jesus tells these women to go and tell those disciples that when they try to go back to Galilee, I'll be right there with them. They're not going to get away from me. I will remind them of where they used to be. I will remind them of what I said I would make them to be. Yes, I understand that this is a rough season. It was a rough season, but your heart is in turmoil. I understand that you're experiencing the pain of the crucifixion, Jesus could have said to them. But I must tell you that the offense of the crucifixion is gone. It's gone. That's all over with. You don't have to live that anymore. You don't have to experience that anymore. You don't have to go through that anymore. It's Sunday morning now. It's resurrection day. Jesus left all his wounds behind. It's time for you to leave yours behind. Don't go back to fishing, Peter. That's not what I've come with your life. In conclusion today, I was reminded of a song actually this morning that was sung years ago, perhaps when I was a teenager. The words go kind of like this. Mary Stone was moved and the Lord had gone away. The angel said, fear not, the Lord is risen. Don't seek the living here among the grave. Oh, come with me and see the risen Savior who still can take the dark of death today, who calms the storms of doubt and parts the ocean, who can still roll. He's gone. The tomb is empty. He's gone to sit at his Father's side. He's gone over death triumphant. Gone, sin is defeated. Gone, he lives forevermore. We can understand the power of this message. There's a host of people here today that have experienced this at one time in your life here today that have rejoiced and been excited, was thrilled about their relationship with Jesus, but something happened. Seems like something always happens, doesn't it? Wounded, frustrated, full of doubt and unbelief. You went back to Galilee. You went back to the way you used to be. Jesus has been there. Every step of your life that you take, every breath that you breathe, right beside you because he promised to never leave you nor forsake you. As they sing softly here this morning as the music plays, let's raise your hands heavenward. Let's raise your hands heavenward and just ask God to remind me again of life-changing power. Remind me again of life-saving power. Remind me again. Remind me again that the stone is going to come back. Jesus has met me where I am. He's met me in Galilee. He's met me where I have returned back to. I'm going to open up this service today. I want to open up this service today for everybody. It's not that late. You still have time for lunch as they start singing right now. Around the front for a few moments and join up with these young people. And let's rejoice and celebrate this amazing, powerful Easter message. Praise the Lord. Sing it today. Let's everybody come and worship the Lord for a few moments, shall we? Everybody come and praise the Lord for this great moment, for this great opportunity. God, we've come to worship. We've come to lift you and you today. Thank the Lord. Y'all sing
Sing! 